Hey there, wine fans. Chris here, and uh, before we get started this week, I have a different kind of opening, uh, a kind of programming note, if you will. Um, <clears throat> programming note. Uh, this week's episode was recorded on June 10th, uh, 2020, and uh, uh, close listeners may know we, we took a week off. Um, and close listeners to the world will know why we took a week off. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. And there's a lot that needs to be said and heard and listened to, and not a lot of it is coming from the voice of a goofy white boy in a uh, stand-up wardrobe, uh, surrounded by warm clothes and warm wine. Mm. Um, but I, I do want to come bring some extremely stupid uh, wine-themed levity into your podcasting feed. So I, I'm going to do that this week, but there is something I want you to do because you are using a podcasting app right now. I, I would love it if you took a moment to look at the feeds you're subscribed to and just, um, you know, for yourself, answer this question. Uh, how many of these shows are hosted or created or uh, otherwise uh, made by black people or, or artists of color? Um, are, are you listening to a bunch of white people talking to you? Because uh, if you're like me and many other podcast aficionados, you are listening to a lot of white people talking to you. And you might want to take a minute to do something about that. So don't worry, I'm going to uh, step back for a moment and let you listen to the theme song, which is a great opportunity to just tell me to shut up and go find somebody more interesting, somebody who might tell you something. Uh, that you don't already know, or maybe you know and you don't want to admit. Me, I'm going to tell you things that um, you never needed to know. For example, I'm going to tell you about Mojave Rain. Mojave Rain, Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, so, so that's what you're going to get if you stay tuned to me, and no hard feelings if you go find something else this week here on Chris Tries to Review Wine. Hit it, guys. Recording live in New York, it's Chris Tries to Review Wine with your host, Chris. And that that's it. That's the whole theme song now. Here he is, Chris. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine, America's favorite five-star wine-tasting podcast that has, I'm going to guess, like 43 reviews. Yeah, yeah, that seems like truth in advertising. We are America's favorite amongst those very specific criteria. And I am your favorite host, Chris Barlow, here once again to try to review some wines this season from Bright Cellars. Yes, if you've been listening all season long, you know that we're experimenting with delivery wine, wine that can be brought to you in these challenging, pandemic-y times. And uh, one of those services is Bright Cellars. Bright Cellars is a popular wine delivery and matching service where you fill out a survey on a website, they recommend some wines, they send you a box, you fill out your ratings on the website, they send you another box with slightly different wines, and then you repeat this until the heat death of the universe. Or, uh, I'm sorry, or more likely the fall of society, which will come much, much sooner than the heat death of the universe. Um... 
which is a shame because I was really looking forward to the heat death of the universe. That, it, that sounds pretty sweet right now. Anyway, uh, if you've been listening closely this season, uh, you know that uh, my relationship with Bright Seller so far is... It's a little fraught. It's not perfect. I have not loved most of the wines, though I have liked quite a few. It's what you would call a mixed bag, but in this case, a mixed box. And it is actually literally a mixed box because they, they mix they mix six different wines in the box. It's literally a sampler. You understand now, right? If you still don't understand what Bright Cellars is or does, uh, please don't Google them because they're not paying me. And I, I really don't want you to waste your time on something that does not make me, Chris Barlow, any money. Um... I will update this episode if they ever start paying me and happily direct you to go to them, again, only when and if they start paying me. In the meantime, I am happy to offer my uh, unvarnished opinion. And uh, so far, uh, that opinion has amounted to a little bit of whining. I I do whine about wine on this podcast. Please don't leave. I'll stop making puns. Uh, But uh, the, the whining I've made... Uh, about this wine, I'm sorry, is uh, mostly around the fact that it's a little same-same. A lot of wine from California, a lot of kind of big, bold red wines from kind of like California. In fact, only from California. I'm beginning to worry that they've pigeonholed me as someone who only wants to drink wine from California. And to be clear, if I only wanted to drink wine from California, I would have moved there years ago to be closer to said wine, where it would be cheaper. I'm practical like that. This is also a financial advice podcast. If you love a good Paso Robles Red, just move there. Just move there right now. Nothing's stopping you. What, your job? (laughs) What are you, a surgeon? If you are a surgeon, my God, thank you for your service. Anyway, uh, I've been wondering if I will taste anything outside that kind of small window of flavor that uh, Bright Cellars has been offering me so far, uh, or whether my answers to the questions on the survey and then my reviews of my earlier bottles have uh, created a kind of self-reinforcing spiral, a death spiral of flavor, uh, where I will only get uh, boozier and darker and bolder red wines from like a very specific part of California that will eventually just become like a one-by-one square-foot plot of land, and they will say only the grapes from this one bush, basically, are what we can recommend to you. Um, And, uh, you know, that would be the algorithm at work. Uh, It might also recommend some QAnon conspiracies for me in the process, or or maybe turn me into an anti-vaxxer. We really really don't know how the Bright Seller's Recommendation algorithm uh, operates, because like all good algorithms, it's a mystery um, that might tear society apart. But in the meantime, we do get to, um, you know, theoretically enjoy some wine, and I am excited this week, because this week we are going all the way to California uh, for a big, boozy red wine. It's so different from Bright Cellars, but this one, get ready for it, brace yourself. This one has a fun name to say. Are you ready for it? I, I already said it earlier, but if you're drinking, you might have forgotten. So forget it and get ready, because I am about to say Mojave Rain. Let's cue some thunder there or something. Mojave rain. Wow. Get your umbrella, because the rain is here, 
in the Mojave Desert where I, you know, I don't think it rains much. But I guess that's the charm of the name. And I am excited to taste it here with you right now. But first, we're going to see what the label has to say about it. Yes, we are going to dive right in to one of my favorite segments. It's time for a dramatic reading of a wine label. <clears throat> Mojave Rain, period. Cabernet Sauvignon, 2018, California. Mojave Rain is like a welcoming oasis in the dry, desolate desert of California. The plush flavors of black cherry, black raspberry, and vanilla bean in this Cabernet Sauvignon are not a mirage. One sip will separate real from imaginary. Wow, uh, that is, whew, that, that actually kind of sounds like a potion um, from, well, I, I was going to say Harry Potter, but we might have to cancel it. So, um, and if you don't know why we might have to cancel Harry Potter, my God, now is not the time to Google J.K. Rowling. Just, you know what, never even speak her name again. She is done. We could just cancel her, and then I can continue with this reference. Uh, it is a lot like the description of a potion in Harry Potter, that book whose author was lost to time, and we were all better for it. But, uh, you know, I I'm specifically highlighting the end of these tasting notes here. One sip will separate real from imaginary, and it makes me wonder, when I sip this wine, will I finally get to see the real world out outside my apartment? Because all I get to see is um, this uh, stand-up wardrobe where I'm surrounded by flannels that I don't wear anymore because it's both warm out and I don't need to leave, so why would I wear anything? And and also then see through the walls beyond that uh, to what's going on outside. And, and by outside, I mean actually, actually literally outside and not on MSNBC, which seems like outside. It can be confusing. You might have MSNBC and it might be on a large screen that looks a little like a window and so you'll be like, oh my god, that's what's going on outside. But do not be fooled. That is actually just Rachel Maddow and she is not sitting on your stoop. I, I know because I learned the hard way. Sorry, Rachel. Please, if you get around to it, you can lift the restraining. And You know, it's not a big deal. Uh, so, will I have uh, an epiphany when I taste this Mojave rain? I, I can't wait to find out. And I bet you can't wait to find out, which is why you have to wait to find out after this word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Chris Tries to Review Wine, and you are just in time for our favorite part of every episode, the part where we drink the wine. Yes, it is time for the tasting, where uh, this week we are tasting Mojave Rain, a uh, 2018 California Cabernet Sauvignon, and uh, once again, it's from Bright Cellars, a delivery service. So I don't have an exact price for you because it's, it's a bundled thing and there's a gift card. I don't know. You could Google it if you want to, but again, I discourage you from Googling things that do not benefit me personally. Uh, so instead, I'm going to tell you how I think it tastes, beginning, as always, with the sniff. <clears throat> Make sure you sniff that wine real loud, real proud. Mm. And then just shout the first thing that comes to mind. A, boo, a big boozy barrel of fun. Um, that is the first thing that came to mind, and it's not wrong. But before I tell you more, it's time to take a sip. Mm. 
Mm, um, oh, um, whew, boozy indeed, and um, almost a little sharp. Um, if you're a fan of sharp cheddar, uh, you might be a fan of this wine, I suppose. Uh, uh, what I would tell you is uh, it's exactly what I expected from Bright Cellars at this point. Uh, like 14.5% alcohol by volume or something. That That's kind of high if you don't know. Uh, over 14% by volume for a red wine is getting on the high side. Uh, so it's a boozy red. It's uh, It smells like a boozy red. In fact, I'm going to take another sip just to get high off the fumes. So... <laughs> Oh, pain thinner. Oh. Mm. Uh, which, um, um, mm, and on, on the tongue, too. A uh, little paint thinnery in a good way. Like I said, big boozy barrel of fun, which you might associate with huffing fumes. I don't know. That's on you. What I would tell you is that um, I'm not getting as many of the fruit flavors that they mention on the label, the black cherry, the black raspberry, there, there are tones of fruit, I suppose. Uh, I am getting that vanilla bean. Uh, the vanilla bean uh, is a little extreme, maybe, or, or it pairs interestingly with the boozy bite that I'm, I'm getting from this wine. These are all um, totally professional terms, according to me. It's a, a boozy bite of bean, uh, which is something you might enjoy. Uh, on a on a hot summer night in a, a hot stand-up wardrobe surrounded by flannels, I, I'm um, a little lightheaded from it, perhaps. Uh, the bite is making me um, schwitz a little bit, sweat. Um, uh, wonder if maybe I should have just had a cool, refreshing Lacroix instead, or uh, you know, uh, if I if I needed some some wine in there, a spritzer. Uh, but it's too late. I've made my choice. Uh, my my ability to hedge my way through this has long since gone. This is the glass that I've poured, and I have to accomplish what I came to do. I have to tell you, um, what what is this wine, and is it any good? And I, I'm not there yet, so we are going to have to take one more sip. <clears throat> um, oh, actually... That was a good third sip right there. I got a lot more of the raspberry flavor, in particular on the back of my tongue. And I feel like I'm a bit of a raspberry aficionado right now because um, the one and only thing I've taught myself to cook during quarantine is overnight oats. And if you know what those are, you're going to tell me that's not cooking. That's just pouring three ingredients in a container and putting it in the fridge overnight. Uh, And I say, uh, you know what? Start small, dream big. And so uh, I, I like to make those overnight oats, and then I like to top them with some fresh fruit in the morning. And mm, one of my favorite fresh fruits to top my overnight oats with is a raspberry, because that little bite, that little tart tang of raspberry in the morning, ooh, that is a nice pick-me-up until you can get a glass of uh, wine later in the day that has a much tartar tangier pick-me-up um, called alcohol. So, you know, uh, I'm actually a fan of that flavor. Uh, It's an exciting one, and it's a good pro tip moment. We haven't had a lot of pro tips this season, uh, and so it's time for me to tell you pro tip. Uh, The first taste may not be the most uh, accurate or encompassing taste. You might want to take a second sip, a third sip. If you're at a wine tasting where, uh, you know, you only get a small amount, you just go more, more, no more. Uh, but the good news is I have no idea who's hosting wine tastings right now because that, that doesn't seem safe. So instead, you can just give yourself more, more, 
more. Until you get that sip that really dances around your tongue. And, and um, that sip may never come. You may chase that dragon for the rest of your life. I don't know. That's, that's on you. But uh, often, if you just uh, give it a couple, couple sips, a little swish around on one of them, let it explore different parts of your mouth. Your tongue tastes things differently in different regions. I found that raspberry really opened up when I savored that sip of Mojave Rain just a little bit longer. And, and so there, there you go. Whether you're drinking Mojave Rain or Two Buck Chuck, you can, you know, get a little more flavor in there, a little more nuance in your notes if you just, uh, you know, drink more. That's the scientific term for what I did. I just drank more, and then I found the answer. And the answer is that uh, while this is boozy, uh, uh, definitely a bold red wine with a lot of bite, it does have a, a fun, jammy, kind of raspberry balance to it. A and if you give it a bit of time to open up, and you like a bit of vanilla and raspberry dancing on your tongue together, that, that sounds like a great haagen swirl to me. Uh, well then, hey! You might enjoy this. Again, so long as you enjoy uh, a wine that is so alcoholic, it kind of kicks you in the teeth when you smell it. You wonder, um, is the enamel wearing off my teeth from the, the just the fumes coming off here? You, you sniff this wine and you think to yourself, ooh, I could get some good grout cleaned out of the tub with this. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's a choice. Some people like that. And if you do, then let me tell you, Mojave Rain, with all of its um, kind of uh, cleanser meets vanilla bean meets raspberry appeal, boy, <laughs> if that sounds like the Formula 409 in your life, then you can find this uh, on Bright Cellars. I, I'm not sure you can find it anywhere else. So um, again, you might get stuck Googling Bright Cellars there, but, but not because I told you to, because on your own free will, you decided that would make your peace. I don't know. It's been a rough week, guys, and it's hot in here, so I'm going to tell you, I don't know, 3.8? 3.8 out of 5. This is not bad. And, and it gives me some hope. In a, in a hard time where there are more important things to hope about, um, this is a dumb thing that gives me some dumb hope that maybe we might be in store for some more surprises from Bright Sellers, because guess what? It's not ending. They keep sending me wine, uh, and I keep filling out the survey, and then more wine keeps coming. Uh, it's the algorithm. <laughs> Oh no, the algorithm rules my life, and not the fun one on Instagram, the evil one in commerce. Oh wait, they're all the same. Well, that's cool then. So listen, I'll see you here uh, next week as we uh, go to Washington State, Washington State, uh, where we're going to try some wines from a different location. I I've been hiding, burying the lead. That's what they say. Hiding the lead is not the phrase. I'm a, I'm a journo now. I'm uh, replacing the entire New York Times op-ed page. They fired them all, and instead I'm the new op-ed page, so I can tell you what a lead is. The lead is the part in the beginning where you say you want to send in the military to crush public dissent. That's where you just you, you put that nugget there so that the editor will immediately read that and go, holy crap, you're crazy. Uh, but the editor doesn't read it. So that's where you put it so that you can say, well, I put it up top. You should have read it. And then the editor won't read it. Um, and then we'll be forced to resign. That's some topical humor that's um, pretty depressing and definitely will not be funny if you listen to this far in the future. Uh, and for that, I apologize, but guess what? The episode's over, so you're the sucker now. <laughs> Goodbye.
I, I mean, thank you so much for listening. And seriously, if you have not thought about diversifying your podcast feed, you should really think about diversifying your podcast feed. Uh, thank you. And uh, good night or, or good afternoon. Honestly, I hope it's good morning and I hope you're enjoying it with a good glass of wine. Chris Tries to Review Wine is created and produced and just you know generally made by Chris Barlow. Uh, he thanks you so much for listening and would love to know your thoughts. Find him on Twitter at I am Chris Barlow. And uh, be sure to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. Tell people about it. And, you know, if you are learning anything, I'd love to know what it is. If you have a wine recommendation, I'd love to have you send it my way. Again, I'm on Twitter at I am Chris Barlow. I'll see you here next week to try and review more wine. Thank <laughs> you.